Hi everyone, how are you? I hope you're doing great. So today I want to do something that I haven't done in the podcast. And I pray that you will uh, stay with me and also understand where I'm coming from when I, when I say the things that I'm about to say. Uh, because we need to speak these things and we need people to hear them. And they also need to be recorded so that in the coming generations, it shall be said that these things were said. First of all, let me say that uh, once in a while, as God allows me, I give out some, you know, I give out prophecies uh, for the year, for the month, for, for whatever purpose that the Lord desires of me. I avail myself and I ask Him, you know, to give me a word for the year, a word for the next two, three years, or four years or whatever time um, he sees fit, or whatever time he desires for me uh, to see. Now, I want to give a prophecy, and I want to, you know, not just one, but I want to give some prophecies that I received some years back. Uh, and the reason why I'm doing this right now is because I want to continue uh, with, this, uh, uh, with these prophecies, because they are already in, in continuity. And they are also getting fulfilled even as we speak right now at this moment. And so I want to give these prophecies about different nations in Africa and also uh, my nation of Kenya. But also I want to give, uh, you know, uh, a few things that are going to happen in the world. And how I pray that even as we listen to this, we will begin to understand what has been happening. Now, let me first of all make a confession that the prophecies that I'm about to give um, are not new. Uh, these are things that I've spoken in the past. I have spoken on, uh, I, I posted them on Facebook. And I also posted the same video on YouTube, so you can go check it. But this is the first time I'm doing this on this podcast. And I felt that it is important for me to do it on this podcast so that those who cannot those who are not on facebook and you're not a fan of youtube or you don't use a lot of youtube you can you can still be on the same page about in regards to these prophecies now let me take you back uh, to the year 2019 because uh, that's when i got some of these things sorry but i'm gonna talk about them and at the same time even as i talk about them I will also uh, do my best to begin to discuss what I got for this year 2021, which is pretty much a continuation of what I got for 2020 last year. All right. So my desire is that you uh, you stay with me uh, on this, so that I'm able to I'm able to put together or I'm able to put my mind together. For, for for your sake and for my own sake if i may use that if i may say that all right so first of all it is very important for us to understand uh, what prophecy is all about number one prophecy is not about scaring people it's not about making you be afraid it's not about um, saying things that are bad okay but prophecy is pretty much warning just telling people what's going to happen and also giving direction, uh, telling people what to do so that these things can happen or to make sure that these things don't happen. 
So a lot of people, when they hear the word prophecy, they begin to to be worried. They begin to some people begin to be skeptical about it, and and I totally agree. And and you know, I have no problem with skepticism, and I have no problem with criticism. But it's something that I think in in life we got to be used to it. We got to learn how to how to deal with criticism and people uh, who don't agree with us. And not everyone will always agree with you. And so you've got to be 100% sure that whatever it is you're doing, you're doing it uh, for God. All right, Those are the m- most important lessons to learn, that whatever you're doing, you must be 100% convinced that you're doing it for God. Because then at the end of the day, what matters most is not what people think about you, though that is also important, what people think about you, but it is what God thinks about you that is a priority. You are not an actor of an audience uh, of people. You are an actor of an audience of one. And that is the thing that has really kept me going this long in, in life, in ministry, I gave my life to Christ when I was 10 years old and began preaching when I was 12 and began prophesying when I was 14. And so I've been criticized, I've been talked about, you know, but also at the same time people have prayed for me, there are those who have believed in me and believed in what I say. And you know, what I have to do in my life is to believe that Jesus Christ is speaking and that God is speaking. And this is what God wants me to say to the people. And so as long as I have that clear in my mind and as long as you have that clear in your mind, then you're going to do a lot of stuff in life. But if you allow people to stop you, people's opinions and people's comments to stop you, then they will stop you and you will not fulfill whatever it is that God desired for you to fulfill. And if you don't fulfill it, You will not be answerable to people. You will only be answerable to God. And that is what matters most. And that is what should matter most to you and to your life, to your ministry, to whatever it is you do. If it's a marriage, if it's a relationship you're in, if it's a business you're doing, if it's a job that you've been employed, you've got to know that at the end of the day and at the end of life or at the end of the world, you will be answerable not to other people, but to God. And, you know, recently I was talking to someone and we were having this discussion and we were talking about, and I was telling them how my greatest worry is not whether I'll go to heaven or hell. My greatest worry is uh, when I go, my greatest concern, not, not worry per se, but concern is when I go to heaven, what will God say to me? It's not about the questions I will ask God, as I have had many people say that I'm waiting to go. People say that they're waiting to go to heaven so that they can ask God questions. To me and for me, it's not about the questions that I have for God. My greatest concern are the questions that he will have for me. And so I don't want to be to find myself in a in a catch 22 situation where God is asking me one question and I don't have an answer for it. I want to be able, uh, you know, to be at a point where I can give an account of everything that I've done in life 
and all the places that I have had to repent uh, in my life about bad things that maybe I've done and also uh, you know to be able to be humble about the good things that I will have done my worry is not about the legacy that I'm going to leave or my concern is not about the legacy I'm going to leave when I leave this world my greatest concern and my greatest aim or what drives me is what I shall uh, the next life that I'm step that I will step into and so driven by this passion of eternity driven by this pa- uh, passion of living with eternity in perspective knowing that one day God uh, will question me and I will stand before him uh, drives me I'm not saying having a legacy is bad no 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 but if you live with eternity in perspective then your legacy will sort itself out it will be taken care of okay and so we are obsessed in the world of today of the, the kind of life we are living and the kind of legacy we shall leave behind yet that is not the primary reason that's not the primary driving factor for a believer what should be driving you forward is not the legacy you are leaving behind it is the life you are stepping into in eternity how shall it be and that's why when i bring these prophecies i i'm not really concerned about the response of the people my concern is the response of heaven what is heaven saying about me and when i get to eternity will i be able to say to god that this these are the words you gave me and these are the words that i gave to the world all right so with that background in mind i want us to get into this journey into this theme first thing that i'm going to do is review the prophecies that i have received uh, in the past and even as i review them i will be pointing out uh, the ones that have been fulfilled and the ones that are being fulfilled and the ones that have not been fulfilled so in the year 2019 in december around december the lord spoke to me and gave me prophecies and told me uh, of the things to come now i posted these things on facebook i spoke them in the church uh, my home church that i go to in kitengela in kenya uh, uh, vfim church and i spoke them and i remember i spoke these words in uh, in, in january 5th the year 2020 that's last year they were the first in my church it's the first time i spoke these words publicly and and i also spoke them on a facebook video like or facebook live video that i did sometime later after january 5th and i recorded it and it's there on cross generation page on facebook if you want to refer that go and check cross generation then after a while i took the video on facebook and posted it on youtube you can still check that uh, 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 video on youtube at uh, you can look for the page cross generation network cross generation is the ministry that god has given me uh, that i that i on, on whose platform i go to high schools and i go to churches it's a faith based organization non denominational uh, organization that works with different churches and different organizations all based on faith all right so i want to start uh, you can go verify that at your own time and, and and i pray that you'll be blessed so last year no 2019 in the month of december the lord began speaking to me 
about the year 2020. This is now last year that has passed. But he spoke to me about 2020 and beyond. And when I say beyond, uh, it's about uh, 2020 to around 2022. Right? And as I usually do when he speaks, I started writing. At first, the word came in no particular order, but I kept writing nevertheless. Below, I have summarized. Now, these are the prophecies. I have summarized the prophecies uh, for the people. I also sent out these prophecies to some of our partners and friends. Some of my friends, I sent this. I put it on a PDF form and I sent it to some of my friends, uh, you know, just to prepare them and to ask them to keep praying. And so I summarized it and I've been seeking uh, clarification from the Lord in some areas. And therefore, I will keep updating it as the days go. Uh, it is my prayer that as you listen to this and uh, as you read, if you are one of my friends that I sent it to, that you get a moment of intercession on behalf of the people and the nations of the world. All right? So to begin with the prophecies that are regarding to my home country of Kenya, and then at the end of it all, I had indicated some, some of the international prophecies that included uh, the last year uh, American elections, you know, between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Okay? Now this is about Kenya. I saw Kenya slumping as if tired, like a man burdened with very heavy burdens. This is in 2020. That's what I saw Kenya. So Kenya at that time uh, began a process of uh, getting tired or carrying many burdens. So today, even as I speak to you, it's, I think it's important to also mention the date for today so that you understand after how long I've spoken these prophecies. Today is March 17th, 2021. Right, today is March, it's a Thursday, March 17th, 2021. And this is what I'm talking about. Uh, last year, in the year 2020, Kenya began a process of becoming overburdened. Right now, as I speak, the fuel in our nation has gone very high, and people are complaining uh, because of the living expenses of our nation. And people are angry at the leader, the leadership of our nation of Kenya. And people are feeling betrayed. People are feeling overburdened by, you know, economically. And, and that is given. It was bound to happen. But then I wish, you know, we prayed enough because then maybe this would not have happened. But the sad news is that there are no, uh, the days that are coming are going to be tougher and harder. So let be, let's begin with, uh, with politics, uh, because I don't want to go into the economy. Or, or maybe what I can do, actually, let me go to the economy first, then I'm going to come back to the politics. So in 2020, I saw uh, point number one, the prophecy number one, the Kenyan economy, as well as the world economy, will be better for a time, then it will dip. And this will be affected by many events that will also affect the whole world. In 2020, in January, we had not spoken, we had not known about uh, coronavirus. So I did not mention coronavirus in this in this prophecy. But what I saw was the world economy going for a dip, right, going down, 
and I saw many events happening uh, across the world, affecting the whole world, which in turn affected the economies of the world. Number two, Kenyans will be angry. Many will revolt and riot. Now, this is still happening. This, this is in the process. It has not yet happened. People, have, people are angry, but they have not yet revolted and riot. riot. But then, uh, people in that process, we are still in that moment of the fulfillment of that prophecy, so it has not yet been fulfilled. It doesn't have to be fulfilled. People don't have to revolt and riot. Uh, things can change. And that is the prayer that we are making. At the same time, I also saw uh, or heard these words, resign, resign, I hear many say, quit, quit. Some will quit and others will fall. So this is still in line with uh, the anger, the anger of Kenyans about revolting and rioting and people are shouting, resign, resign. I hear many people say, quit, quit. Some will quit and others will fall. This is about politicians and leaders that uh, you know, we resign, quit, fall away from political office uh, as time goes on. This has already happened in some cases, but then it is still in that process of continuity. So these are some of the prophecies that I'm, I'm saying are in continuity. Number three, prophecy under the economy is in the coming days have liquid cash because things will be tough and hard. All right? have liquid cash because things will be uh, tough and hard. This prophecy, brothers and sisters, I have to keep reminding you, I gave, I, it was given to me in 2019 in December. I spoke it in January 2020, January 5th. Value of properties will go down and it will be meaningless to invest in them. Buy properties to live in, not invest. I see hardship times ahead. Then prophecy number four, there will be many investment companies, insurance agencies, multinational corporations and national corporations that will hit hard times. I saw many giants limping away, badly hit and wounded. All right, this prophecy number four in regards to the economy of Kenya. There will be many investment companies. I saw giants limping away. These are companies, organizations, non-governmental organizations that have been uh, set in Kenya that will be so hit by the economic hardships that they will begin to, uh, to walk away from Kenya. And, and some will fall by the, way, uh, by the wayside. Others will limp away and will move their headquarters and their operating uh, uh, operating offices and businesses to other countries across the world or other countries in Africa. Number five, agricultural farms and job-seeking agencies to rise. Now, with time, uh, agriculture will begin to rise. Now, uh, let's go back to prophecy number four of giants limping away. This is in the process of happening. This is uh, some companies are in discussion right now, even as I speak, discussing on the way forward. Is Kenya still viable for us, or do we just get another country where we can set up our business? So this is still uh, continuing. Some of the countries that are being mentioned as favorable countries are South Africa, Nigeria, Egypt, but then 
there is also a lot of a lot of this. Uh, um, what do you call this word? There's a lot of. I'm trying to think of the right word to use because then I don't want to use the wrong word, and then uh, you know people say I use the wrong word. But there's a lot of uncertainty uh, about South Africa, so there's all these discussions that are going on. Uh, then number five, agricultural farms and job-seeking agencies. So this is have to do with people who are seeking jobs. People will start seeking jobs abroad from Kenya. Okay, so people want to go away from this country, but those who walk in the Lord will receive their provision because heaven's economy does not die. All right, those who seek the Lord, those who will walk in the Lord, will receive their provision. That's what the prophecy says. All right. So then number six in 2020, I saw that tourism will take a hit and will be low. This has already happened in 2020. We didn't have any tourists uh, due to coronavirus. Again, let me be very honest with you. I did not talk about coronavirus, all right, but I saw tourism going down in Kenya and it was at, at its lowest. Okay. So let's keep praying for that because then in the coming days, Things are gonna be tough, but uh, uh, you know, we if we pray, the Lord will make a way. All right. So then, uh, let's talk about the weather um, and how the weather will affect the nation. Remember, 2020 and beyond. So maybe today, this year, next year, some areas will be affected by drought and famine in Kenya, and others will be affected by water. This still remains as a prophecy, right? And this 2021, it, it was predicted again. It was prophesied again. I spoke it again. And I said, Kenya will experience extremes in their weather patterns. So we have to begin to pray, praying for the weather, because it will affect people in a very, very uh, big way. Number two, prophecy under weather. There will be a phenomenon in Kenya that haven't been seen in a long time. And some of these things will be compared to biblical phenomenon. But with much prayer, we will pray that this doesn't does not happen. It doesn't have to happen. So this hasn't happened, but it's brewing right now, even as I speak. Brewing. Okay. This phenomenon that I'm talking about is brewing. Number three. Farmers in some areas will complain of strange attacks on their farms. The attacks will come from strange worms. This has already happened in some parts of the country, but this 2021 and 2022, it will happen again. So we keep praying for that. Number four, Kenya must preserve the environment no matter the cost. Okay, Kenya must preserve the environment no matter the cost. All right. So, uh, number on security, uh, these are the stuff I saw. Uh, there will be an attack from uh, on Kenya from the east. Now, this has to do. This has nothing to do with the, the common attacks that we talk about. The east, the is the east. Uh, so, this attack that came from uh, from China, all right. Uh, this vision has already been fulfilled. Number two, there will be international involvement in Kenyan affairs. Okay, 
Now, I had to put this under security because it threatens our security. Now, in the coming days, international community will begin to be involved in Kenyan affairs. And when I talk about Kenyan affairs, I'm talking about political and economical affairs. But I'm going to come back to that another time. Number three, uh, many areas in Kenyan, Kenyan cities will suffer for lack of proper security. More people will begin to involve themselves in night watches to protect their families. This is still a prophecy. It remains a prophecy and the time is near for this to begin to happen. Before, there will be, uh, this was now in 2020, when the Al-Shabaab wanted to keep attacking us. So there was some sustained attacks from Al-Shabaab unlike in the past. And so that has already been fulfilled, so I don't need to say it, okay? So whatever has happened, I mean, like, I don't have to keep repeating it. And then we go to the prophecy in regards to the church. So a revival has been, number one, a revival has been prophesied in regards to Kenya. The early signs of the Kenyan revival will start manifesting in the coming days. And this remains as a prophecy. Yes, it will uh, um, begin to manifest, but there are a few things that God is working on, on the underground, okay? There are some weeds, some roots that have to be shaken and taken out, but then this will come in its time. Number two, prophecy in the church is that there will be a mighty visitation of God's grace for the remnants. A great shield for the righteous will be provided. Now, those who believe in God and those who walk in God and those who know that God is their shield and defense will be protected against all these things that I'm talking about, against the economy, against security. The Lord himself will put on a mighty, mighty visitation and put a shield around them okay but then number three at the same time uh, there will be an increase in deception within the church but the lord will shine his truth to those who will be listening so the increase of deception is there and it will continue to increase even on this day of march 17th 2021 going forward there will be an increase in deception from the church uh, in the church all right and this will lead to the discrediting of many men of God and many teachings of the church among the heathens. Number four, there will be a known name that will speak God's truth as God speaks it. Now, this was very interesting when I prophesied this because I didn't know what I was saying at that time. Again, let me say I don't have answers to these prophecies. I don't have all the answers. Uh, sometimes I, that's why I said at the beginning that there are some of them that I'm still seeking cl clarification. But at that time, when I say this number four about the church, I had no idea what that meant. What I thought in my mind was that there's going to be a few young people or older people or people who are unknown, you know, virtually they have no fame, no name, no... Um, no connections who will come from nowhere and speak uh, God's truth as God speaks it. And I began to wonder, how then shall we hear them? How shall we know them? And then, to my surprise, Corona happens and suddenly 
everyone is on social media everyone is on instagram facebook youtube you know preaching prophesying speaking god's truth as god speaks it it's like suddenly there was this um opening for everyone who's been denied a platform or everyone who's had a platform to get a platform on social media and just speak the word as they see it and it was very fulfilling in uh, you know and very satisfying to see people who are very gifted coming out to speak these things and so that prophecy has been fulfilled and it will continue to be fulfilled then number five i spoke and said uh, there will be death in the church horrifying some will be put to the uh, to sword by their own others will die out of natural causes the church will get into a time of mourning so i said that uh, sometime that was in 2020 on the same day that january 5th that i spoke these words a pastor in mombasa walks in, in, in his pulpit stabs his wife and then uh, you know puts the knife on his neck and commits suicide it was bad it was horrifying but here are several prophecies so there will be death in the church horrifying that is one two some will be put to the sword by their own that is the second one combined with the one and then others will die out of natural causes right and the church will get into a time of mourning even right now as i speak on this 17th march 2021 the church is in mourning the church in kenya is in mourning we've lost uh, several people several key bishops and and pastors very influential people uh, have died out of different reasons some natural causes you know and so the church is has gotten into a time of mourning this prophecy is is being fulfilled right now even as i speak and it will continue to be fulfilled for the coming the coming days number six in regards to corruption in the church there will be exposure some ministries will collapse at the rate of corruption scandals and churches will come down and then i saw uh, the clergy in court now i don't know whether the clergy was in court being taken to court or they were taking someone to court but i just saw the clergy in court these are some of the things that i have to uh, you know seek clarification and i also saw that some will split into small groups others will fade from the limelight and others will be forgotten erased from people's memories so then uh, the lord spoke to me about education education system and i said uh, that number one the education system in our country will be used to advance uh, demonic agendas in the hope of brainwashing young minds toward the demonic agendas now i'm still searching what these agendas could be right number two uh, i saw books teaching vile things being distributed in schools to lead our children into vanity so we've got to pray against novels against um, novels that are planned to bring a certain agenda against the minds of these young people and also we have to pray against books being stocked in schools um, you know that books that don't really help 
our kids. Number three, uh, there will be events to promote the gay and abortion organized and funded from abroad in some Kenyan schools. Uh, so that's another prophecy. And number four, uh, this coming two years, now this for people who are not in high school or primary school. Number four, this coming two years, enroll in higher education or professional courses. For a time is coming when favor will tilt towards those who have the training to pursue education and knowledge. Uh, this coming years, uh, 2020, 2021, and 2022. Number five, all parents must get involved in their children's affairs to know what they are learning. So I spoke this again. I didn't know what I was saying. I just knew this is what God wanted me to say. And earlier this year, we witnessed a case uh, of this young man who went out and killed uh, his entire family except two people. Killed his mom, killed his dad, killed his brother, killed his sister. And then uh, only two girls survived because on that day they had reported back to school. When arrested, he was asked why he did what he did and he said, he had read it in a novel. So please keep praying. And parents, if you're listening to me, because one of the greatest challenges we are facing today as a nation is the lack of parenting. All right. So parents, I, I understand you have a lot of work. I understand you have to provide for your kids. But at the same time, you've got to understand that your child is a reflection of who you are. If your child turns out bad, then they are reflecting on you. It means there's something that you did uh, wrong when you're raising while you're raising this child. So it is your responsibility. It is the responsibility that God will ask of you. What did you raise? Who, what kind of a person did you raise? So be careful, parents, and please take this word very, very seriously. Now, I also got a prophecy about the media. Don't worry, we'll come to politics. I know many of you are waiting for the political word. But then we talk about media. Okay, and I have three things that I want to say or that I said. Number one, there will be a decrease of good morals. We will see things in our televisions that are provocative and are meant to shape an immoral mindset among the people. Now, even as I speak this, Right now, there's a case going on between uh, this young man called Eric Omondi and the Kenya Film and Classification Board. All right, so uh, Eric Omondi has been advancing an agenda, in my thinking, that is meant to corrupt uh, the, the mindset of young people or people who watch the show. And so the, the Kenya Film Classification Board has decided to take action, right? So there's a decrease in, in of good morals. There are no morals nowadays in the media. And so there are people who are defending the young man, there are people who are defending the KSCB, but, uh, you know, God has his own way. Number two, those tasked with controlling content will be attacked. They must be vigilant that no blame against them will hold water. Now, KFCB is chaired by a believer, Christian, man that I, from a distance I respect. I don't know him, and I'm sure he doesn't know me, but 
I pray for him because there's going to be accusations, blame that will come against him and against the board. So I pray that these things uh, will not hold any water and they will not discredit him in any way. And that I pray that he will continue to do the good job that he's doing. Uma 3, radio and television will be used to advance an immoral agenda. But God will move with his spirit into this radio and television. Though some will deny the Lord, others will come to know him. One of the things, uh, I will not mention these guys' names, but I saw, uh, I think, three radio personalities uh, that will come to Christ. And they will change the entire um the entire conversations on radio okay three personalities uh, two of them uh, i think one is on radio still another one is doing some stuff uh, that are not really nice and not really godly and the other one is doing uh, i can call it a very confused uh, things i don't want to mention their names because then the Lord knows them and they will bring them. And when they come, then the Lord will reveal it to us. Okay? Ah, now, let, let's talk about the Supreme Court in Kenya today. Now, the Supreme Court, I said, uh, watch the Supreme Court. It is the new political battlefront that will lead to great paralysis. So please pray. Pray, 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 pray. For those who pray, Pray. When I say these things, remember there were no, there was no crisis in the Supreme Court. Everything was working. Now, as I speak again, this prophecy, uh, we don't have a Chief Justice because the one who was there, his term came to an end, and now we have an acting Chief Justice. And I have no idea what's happening. I don't know whether they are, uh, they are interviewing. The truth is, I haven't watched news in like two or three months and so I I pray that they're doing their job I rarely watch news anyway uh, because I have a very uh, I have an opinion about news that uh, we uh, we watch what someone has decided or dictated for us to watch okay that's what I think I, I don't think the media is as transparent as they would like us to believe. But that is my opinion. That is not a prophecy. It's my own personal opinion, and I could be very, very wrong, but I still hold it. All right? Uh, so I haven't watched news. And if, you know, so watch the Supreme Court pray. It is a new political battlefront that will lead to great paralysis in our nation. And then prophecy number two is plans to sabotage the nation using the you know the supreme court i only have the word sabotage i have no idea how these plans are gonna work if at all they're there but i'm asking guys to pray okay this is for believers only uh, so please pray uh, for the supreme court the number three thing is that the religion will be a main issue in the appointment of a new cj that is if we get to a point a new cj if we get to then religion will also be a main issue right and so uh there are plans also to use the courts uh, lower courts to pass agendas 
that are against the values of God in our nation. Okay, so that has to do with um, the court. Let's go to um, uh, some international news. Okay, <laughs> not international news, international uh, prophecies. Well, they're news from heaven. And, and so we're going to read them. And so I, first of all, I talked about Sudan. So we, and I say, let's pray for Sudan. These are now international countries. So I'm not going to go into details because I do not know much. And, you know, I, I don't want to mislead people. I don't want to say something that is not right. So we pray for the peace of Sudan. Okay, both Sudan, the North Sudan, uh, Sudan and the South Sudan. We pray for their peace. It is very important to keep praying for the peace of nations. Uh, the nations need us. And what I've learned is that transitions are difficult. And so it is as if Sudan is between two walls. And these two walls are closing in, threatening to crush them. So I also talked about America. America, uh, I said, uh, point number, uh, prophecy number two, is that America is at the center of God's plan for the end time. But in the course of time, America will be removed from its height. The process of that removal has begun. America will fade, but not now. Not now. Please understand. Not now. This will happen with time. Number three, since it was 2019, um, in 2020, January, as I spoke this, there was to be um, an election in November in 2020 in America, which happened. And these are the words I said, pray for the American elections. They shall have more controversy than before. It shall be a heated time, heated time in the American elections. And I also talked about Mike Pence to play a greater role in American politics. They will complain that he's too silent, not authoritative enough, but they will wonder about his wisdom. So this happened. Mike Pence played his role. And, you know, that's the past. Then number four, I spoke again about America and said America will become a deeply divided nation after the elections. A civil war times magnitude of division. It will be a division that will, that, uh, that will lead some to renounce the American citizenship. Others will fight their own nation from within. The funny thing about this prophecy is that even as I spoke it, I didn't, I didn't understand totally and completely the American election and, and the system and how it works. I, I've never been interested on it. So I, didn't, I, I knew about the, the, the 270 mark, about the college, but I didn't understand it. I, I, you know, I didn't get it. And so my friend... Uh, uh, Pastor Joshua was explaining to me how it works, and I still didn't get it. But, you know, it's not my nation, so I, I didn't really care. And so one of the words that came forward, uh, not forward, <laughs> that's not an English word, but one of the things that came forward was the word civil war. I remember watching CNN that time, and they were using this word, civil war, civil war. And when the, these guys occupied Capitol Hill, and there was a civil war, a confederate flag that was raised for the first time, you know, 
and there was this magnitude, civil war times magnitude of division. When I say these words, I couldn't believe it. When I saw it on TV, I was like, oh my goodness gracious, this is happening. And so there are people who are still fighting right now, even as we talk from the from their own nation, from within. I also saw on Twitter some people are saying they are gonna renounce the American citizenship. I don't know how that went, but America was more divided. It was deeply divided after the election. And then number five, I heard the words recount and assassination in regards to that same election. Okay, so I had people say recount, recount, recount. And this played a lot. Uh, if you wa- if you watched and followed these elections, this played a lot. Now remember again, these are prophecies that I have already talked about. I had already spoken them. So if you want evidence, because now you're living in a world of evidence, but I have already prophesied about this. You can go to YouTube or you can go to Facebook and Facebook Live. You watch the video on Facebook page Cross Generation. And everything is there. I prophesied this in January of 2020 before it even happened. Now, number six, I talked about Iran. There are more events to play out in Iran. And Iran will continue to be on the headlines for a while. There will be calls for regime change. Again, I have not watched news to find out what's happening in Iran. But this one is not going away anytime soon. Okay. So then I talked about a few other things that um, I said pray for California. And I said pray for Gabon. Uh, political transitions in Gabon and instability. I saw that. And I also said pray for South Africa. South Africa. So South Africa, there are tough times coming towards South Africa. I, I said that in 2020, in January. And I said agitation from the masses. The masses are getting agitated and frustrated, agitation and frustration. Then there's going to be a rise of witchcraft, in witchcraft of, in South Africa, and murder, increase in suicides also in South Africa. So you have to begin to pray for South Africa. Now, I love South Africa, and I love South Africans, and one of the things that I really admire about South Africa is, you know, the beauty of South Africa, the wonderful, what they call the rainbow nation. Uh, and as I was reading some, uh, I think the beginning, the last year, the last book I read last year, 2020, 2020, was The Long Walk to Freedom by Nelson Mandela. Powerful book. And I purposed to finish that book before the year ended. And so I remember on 31st <laughs> of that, uh, of December, I was with that book and I made sure I finished it before the year came uh, to an end and it's a powerful book and Nelson Mandela talks about his story and how he fought for South Africa and so I pray for this nation that it will not go to the dogs in other words what I what I mean is that it will not go to waste with all its wealth with all its power with all its strength 
that South Africa will rise again. Right? So I talked about Nigeria and I said pray for the Nigerian government to complete its term and its job. I spoke about tension in Nigeria and I said every man wants power, evil men want, want power. And I said the church in Nigeria should turn to God and pray. The interesting thing is that there were so many events that happened in Nigeria and will continue to happen in Nigeria. And so I also urge you, brothers and sisters, to keep praying for this nation of Nigeria. Uh, you know, I also love Nigerians. I have some Nigerian friends, and I love their aggression, especially uh, in the work of God. I mean, these guys are just gifted, seriously gifted. And so I pray for them, and I ask that we all pray for Nigeria, that the Almighty God will be open a door for Nigeria, all right? And then we talked about Egypt, and I said pray for the Christians in Egypt because I saw uh, persecution in Egypt. And I also said pray for God's angel to intervene on behalf of God's people. Pray for uh, the economy of Egypt and their government. Uh, pray for people, uh, people who are full of hatred against Christians and, and are moving into the nation. So we're going to have to start praying for the stability, total stability of Egypt. Number 13, I say pray for Russia. I didn't mention anything beyond there. And then number 14, I saw illnesses and deaths of presidents. Uh, let me repeat that, illnesses and deaths of presidents. And I said, some will recover and some will succumb, all right? So I saw presidents uh, getting uh, sick, and I saw some of them dying. So even right now, as I speak, on the 17th of March, 2021, there are some presidents or some leaders who are in hospital, uh, ill, and others have died. Okay. But then there are also others who have recovered from these illnesses. Now, um, so let me go back, before I forget, to the uh, prophecy on politics in, in my nation of Kenya, all right, so that uh, we're able to conclude. Uh, these are the prophecies that I received uh, uh, about Kenya in 2020. That, that will happen in 2021, 2020, 2021, and 2022. Number one prophecy was there will be political betrayals, the magnitude of which we have not seen. That has already happened, and it is continuing to happen. Number two, I said that the ruling party, which is a jubilee party, will be split into small groups. That has already begun happening, and it is already split into smaller groups. Okay. And now, uh, the number three, um, so I said God's people must pray so that there will be great exposure uh, that will leave the nation in deep shock. At the length, some were willing to go to stop God's will. This in, in regards to a few people in government or you know very powerful people who will try to get themselves involved in what we call 
covert politics, including blood politics. And so they will do all this to try and stop um, the will of God from happening in the nation. Okay. Number four, there will be major political alignments and realignments with some members of the political class falling off and others coming up. This is continuing and it will continue. So keep watching. Stay on your television. Read your newspapers. Watch. These things happen. It will unfold. A certain religion's hand will be seen in some instances as they push with an uh, obsessive desire to control things. Now, I don't know which religion this is. It could be Christian. It could be Muslims. It could be whatever. But there's a religion's hand that will be seen in some instances as they push with an obsessive desire to control things. Number five, the Kenyan political temperatures will reach fever pitch, both for good and evil, but evil will be more peddled. This happened in last year, in 2020. It was bad. It's still happening now. It is bad. And it will continue to happen, and it will be bad. It will continue to be bad. Number six, what was meant to unite the nation will divide the nation. Uh, it will be turned into a weapon of war. It will be termed as a vehicle for peace. But in truth, it is a vehicle to topple and cripple the nation. A vehicle of peace and prosperity instead will not bring what it promises. Instead, it will bring more anguish, pain, and death. Now, in 2020, as I was talking about this, I didn't know uh, any plan to do you know with bbi let me say this bbi is an excellent idea it's a beautiful idea but then it's a beautiful idea that's wrapped up with something very uh, fishy something very selfish and greedy and that is why though it was meant to unite the nation it will not unite the nation and even if it goes through as they are pushing for it it may not become what they hoped it would become. It may not bring peace. It, it may bring anguish, more anguish and pain. So we have to be very careful. Even the politi uh, politicians, the political leaders of our nation, of my nation, you've got to be very, very careful what you're telling us. Okay? You've got to be very careful. And I'm warning you now, and I'm saying this because I am a Kenyan and I, I am worried about the path that you guys as political leaders are taking us from. Number seven, there will be an increase in tribalism. Okay, The demons that have plagued Kenyan, uh, Kenya since all times will rise again. But this time it will split tribes into what I call multi-tribes. In other words, tribes will rise against their fellow tribesmen. The society will crack and many will fall through the cracks. The weeping of children will be hard and women will wail as the men fall to sleep, never to rise again. This has already happened uh, just a little bit. Okay, Kenya has already tasted what is to come. But then the problem with Kenya is that Kenya has not learned from the testing of what is to come. Okay, some time back, some people were killed in Moranga. 
by their fellow tribesmen in the days to come if this is not tackled and sorted it will be tough it will be hard it will be very very difficult for this nation to move on and to move forward number eight a significant political leader will fall ill this illness is not a new thing to him it is known by those closest to him but it will become difficult to cover it anymore this leader will need great and fervent prayers from the saints because his illness will disorganize political alliances and loyalties and disloyalties which will in turn affect the stability of the nation so today is 17th of march 2021 and i will not add anything to that statement or that prophecy number nine corruption more people to fall in the fight against corruption more political bridges will fall but this will eventually cause a great rift between some politicians which will lead to a fallout between key politicians and this will bring division to the nation now you know we have to be very careful to understand our priorities uh, is our priority fighting corruption or is our priority uniting the nation and keeping the nation from being divided so we're going to have to tackle these two beasts these two evil things together at the same time and make sure we fight corruption and at the same time make sure the nation remains united okay Number 10, in that whole process, one, after God's heart, a David is meant to rise. God has already anointed the next president and the next leadership of Kenya. And as long as there is prayer, God's will must come to pass. Without prayer, the enemy's plan will prevail. The one anointed is a Joshua, a militant one, as well as one of faith. But... Please understand, but will Kenya accept God's anointed one? But there will be great opposition to this one and great betrayal that will even put his or her life at risk. Some will say, let one die for the nation to be saved. But with much prayer, the tables will be turned and the enemies of God will take to heel. When they think they have this one cornered, then their world will be overturned and the deep state will no longer be deep. Now, this is a prophecy I spoke in 2020. I didn't have all these words and you know what? I have nothing else to add to that. Okay? Number 11, fire and smoke, a dark day, a misty day dark cloud hovering upon the nation so we've got to intercede for god's intervention in political matters in kenya pray against all who oppose his will god's will pray for the political skies to clear so that the nation can stand upright pray against the slums because kenya is slumping brothers and sisters these prophecies were brought to me between 26th and 30th December 2019. Some I did not understand until they happened. Others are yet to happen and I am still seeking clarification for some. Yet, 
the Lord is still speaking about more things. I cannot say all now, but with time as the Lord leads, it shall be said. Let him who has an ear hear what the Spirit is saying. Thank you. The Lord bless you. And have a wonderful, wonderful time. Please stay in prayer. Amen. Hi. Praise the Lord, everyone. Uh, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. May his name be praised forever. May we all stand strong in the presence of challenges and in the presence of the fire that the enemy may try to throw our way. I have a word for my nation of Kenya, a prophetic word, but I'm going to give it and I'm not going to give details because I will give details with time. This is about the election that Kenyans are all expecting in the coming year in 2022. First of all, I have to say that we must pray as Kenyans that we will have an election. Number two, we must pray that we will have a peaceful and fair election. Number three, we must pray for the government and pray for the security apparatus or the security people, uh, Ministry of Interior Security, so that they will be able to do their job of protecting the nation and protecting the people. I have to say that it will be a very, very tensed moment and tensed time. The tension will be great. And it will be as if Kenya is coming to a new birth or giving birth to something else. And so there will be a lot of uh, uncertainties even as we approach this election. I know that people have prayed for this nation. And I would also urge that we continue to pray for the coming days in the nation of Kenya. Things will not be as easy as we hope or think they will be. But with prayer, things will be okay. And there are so many people who are trying to create things that, are, that do not exist, hatred among tribes. In the year 2019, I gave a prophetic word in regards to this election. And I said that tribes will be divided and not the usual division. The usual division is already established where we are divided between tribes, between Kikuyus and Kalenjis and Luos and Luyas and you know, just those tribes and different tribes. But in 2019, I said, uh, the Spirit of God said through me that we will be divided in multi-tribes or multi-tribes where clan will rise against clan, people from the same tribe we rise against one another. And that is what will happen even as we go forward because we are not, there is no enough prayer. And I still urge Kenyans to pray. So uh, yesterday I posted on my Twitter something that the Lord spoke to me. And this is, I want to read it. And this is what he said. The man will win. 
then they will decide to destabilize him before he consolidates himself. His boat will be rocked, but the turbulence will pass with time, though the damage will already be done. Their wounds will be deep. Going forward will be uphill unless the Lord intervenes. There will be great, uh, the boat of this, the person who wins the next election, whoever he is, the person who becomes a president or who takes power, not necessarily being president, but the person who takes power will be, his boat will be rocked, his government will be rocked before it takes off. And that will destabilize many things economically. Uh, and there's also be uh, wounds that will be deep rooted wounds that will take the hand of God to heal. So I pray that the nation of Kenya will know a sound voice, that we will not make a mistake like we have done in the past, but that the Spirit of God will guide us as a nation and lead us as a people to make the right choice, the God choice. For if we make the God choice as a nation, we will see revival return to this nation. But if we make the wrong, nation, uh, the wrong choice as a nation, we will continue to endure pain and sadness and anger and bitterness. For these are the things that I see that are rising in the nation of Kenya and in the hearts of the people of Kenya. And I'm very passionate about my nation because I'm a Kenyan. And so I pray the intercessors across the nation will begin to intercede and stand in the gap on behalf of this nation now, not days to come, but now. And even as they pray, they must pray without bias over the leaders, the three key leaders in this nation. Pray for the three key leaders in this nation. I repeat, pray for the three key leaders in this nation. Pray, Kenyans, pray for the three key leaders in this nation. It doesn't matter what political side you are. It's not about whether you hate this one of these leaders or you don't hate them, but pray for them. Because if we don't pray for one of these, for all of these people, these three leaders, the nation could go, could collapse. So pray for them, pray for them, whether you like them or you don't like them, whether you support them or you don't support them, pray for them and pray that the will of God will happen upon our great nation. So I pray for you, Kenya, and I pray that the spirit of God will rest upon you, and I pray the dawning of a new day will come and that the name of our God will be praised and lifted high in your land and in your heart. I pray for Kenya 
for the mountains and the valleys and the forests and the people and the economy and the and the animals and everything uh, our our tourist destinations and attractions i pray for kenya and i pray for politicians and i pray for church leaders and i pray for all leaders and i pray lord for these three key leaders that you may protect them and keep them safe in the name of jesus christ i pray and believe amen the lord bless you the lord keep you and the lord be with you amen hello everyone i hope that you're doing well wherever you are and thank you for uh, coming to this podcast and listening and also praying i am bringing uh, another word of prophecy that the lord has put in my heart but Uh, you know, one of the things that I've realized when we talk about prophecy is that there are people who get, uh, people people react differently when we talk about prophecy. Some people get nervous, others get worried, others get skeptical, and others overreact or get over-spiritualized, and they over-spiritualize prophecy. But I want to say that, uh, you know, the basics of prophecy are very easy. It comes to warn us, to correct us, to rebuke us, to direct us. Okay, so it's nothing major or nothing you know to be worried about. Uh, it's just that the Lord speaks, and when He speaks, it is our responsibility to, uh, as prophets, to speak it and to speak what He is saying. Sometimes what He says may not favor you, may not favor people that you know, or may not favor the nation. It may not favor Uh, popular policies, for example, and it may not favor popular preachers or popular ideologies, but God does not speak uh, because of popularity, and he does not speak uh, because a certain idea is popular or sounds, um, uh, you know, sounds good to the, to the ears of the people. The Lord speaks because he's God, and he has authority to speak and say whatever he desires. And the way that he speaks is that he uses people who are ready for him, to listen to him, to hear him. But above all, and the most important, he speaks and communicates to people who are ready to obey him and just say things as he has said them. And so one thing that I believe when it comes to prophecy is that everyone who is a believer of Jesus Christ can prophesy. The Lord can use you, the Lord can, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit of God can come upon you and you find yourself uh, giving prophecies and speaking prophecies because the Lord is with you. One of the other challenges that I've noticed is that people observe uh, or look at prophecies, oh, sorry, not, not prophecies, but look at prophets like these demigods or small gods. And, and I want to say that prophets are also human beings. It's only that the Lord has seen it fit to use them. God doesn't use prophets because of how good or how righteous the prophet is. The God uses prophets because he wants to use prophets. He just picks whoever and he uses them. But also on the other hand, it also depends on your proximity and your relationship with God so that he can speak to you. I want to encourage everyone who will listen to this prophecy to pray before you become skeptical, 
before you dismiss me, before you accept what I'm saying, please pray, find, find the voice of God for yourself and let the Lord speak to you because then that way the prophecy will be confirmed by many, you know, two or three witnesses can confirm the prophecies. Now, I have a previous podcast in this, uh, in this uh, previous voice audio in this podcast that I gave an outline. It's an hour long and I gave an outline of the 2020, 21 and 2022 prophecies and what's going to happen. So what I did, I gave headlines of the things that are going to happen. Uh, in January of 2020, I remember it was January 5th, I spoke uh, in front of a congregation in Kajedo County in Kenya and I spoke this word and I gave the prophecies for the a few years that are ahead of us, uh, the next three years. And what I did, I didn't give details because at some of the prophecies I didn't have details for until they began to manifest. And as they manifested, it was very interesting to see how God speaks, you know, in all these things. And so today I want to be very specific, if, to be as specific as I can and I want to give a word for the church, specifically for the church in Kenya. Now, last, uh, last year in 2020, in the, in the prophecy for January, you can listen to it in the previous podcast or you can watch it on YouTube on, or on Facebook. I recorded with my phone and you know, just posted it um, on Facebook. Uh, it's cross-generation group, cross-generation page, sorry. And on YouTube, it is Cross Generation Kenya, Cross Generation Network. You can go out there and listen to those prophecies that I posted a while back. Now, I spoke about the church in those prophecies and I gave six points uh, as to what we should expect in the church. Uh, that was in 2020, January of 2020. And so I want to review those five, uh, six points that I gave and we see whether these things are happening. Then I'm going to tell, uh, speak of what's, what is coming for the church, all right? So here they are. Review number one, I talked about, uh, and I said, re a revival has been prophesied in regards to Kenya, and I said the early signs of the Kenyan revival will start manifesting in the coming days. That is point number one. Number two, I said there will be a mighty visitation of God's presence for the remnants a great shield for the righteous will be provided. Number three, there will be an increase in deception within the church, but the Lord will shine his truth to those who will be listening. Number four, there will be unknown names, unknown, people who are not known, or people by unknown, what I mean is people who are not famous, people who are not considered uh, church fathers or these great bishops or you know unknown names that will speak God's truth as God speaks it. Number number five, there will be death in the church, horrifying death. Some will be put to sword by their own. Others will die out of natural causes. The church will get into a time of mourning. Number six, I talked about corruption. In regards to corruption in the church. There will be exposure. Some ministers will collapse at the weight of corruption scandals. 
clergy in court and some will split uh, into small groups by some, um, I mean some huge organizations, huge denominations will split into small groups. Others will fade from their limelight and others will be forgotten, erased from people's memories. Now my focus today is on point number five. Now all these things are happening underground and others are getting started, right? And the fires are beginning. The fires against corruption, the fires of revival, all these things are beginning now, very subtly, but, but they're there. But number five, I said there will be death in the church and, you know, horrifying death. And I said, uh, the Lord said, not me really, some will be put to the sword by their own and others will die out of natural causes. Okay, and the church will get into a time of mourning. I remember on this day, January 5th when I, uh, of 2020, when I gave this prophecy, there was a pastor uh, in Mombasa who, who, you know, walked to church, stabbed his wife to death, and then slit his own throat and died right inside the church. So this, this was news, you know, it was horrifying. And some would be put to the sword by their own. As I was speaking these words, on that pulpit in the congregation of, of my home church, this was happening in Mombasa. I didn't know about it until late that evening, I think around 3 or 4 p.m., when I got into Twitter and I saw uh, the updates in the news. But then I also said others will die out of natural causes. All right? Now, this means there are people will die out of uh, sicknesses out of illnesses, out of old age, out of just things that are going to come. Okay? And the church will get into a time of mourning. Right now, as I speak this word, at this time, uh, today is, um, let me check the day, today is Monday the 29th of March uh, 2021. Today is Monday the 29th of March 2021. And as I speak this prophecy right now, there has been uh, several deaths in the church, and the church is in a time of mourning, all right? And some people have been asking, what's happening? Can we pray about it? Oh, the church needs to wake up and pray. And I agree totally, completely. And I wish that the church woke up and prayed earlier. But nothing is lost even now. I am very, you know, very uh, affected in one way or another, by the deaths that I'm seeing all around about, you know, of the clergy, men and women of God who are passing, some due to COVID-19, others due to other sicknesses, and it is my prayer and my greatest desire to see uh, men of God, you know, grow old and die naturally. You know, that is the prayer that I'm making, and that is the desire that I have. But then, even as I was praying, the Lord said, uh, I saw that there will be some key people, key men of God, uh, key servants. Uh, I don't know whether to call them servants at this point, but there will be some key leaders in the church who will pass on. Please, re please uh, let me repeat that. There will be some key people in the church who will pass, who will die. Now, 
this will not be as a result of judgment or you know as people say all this stuff no 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 it's not judgment i don't think it's judgment and i don't think it's uh, disobedience i do not know i honestly uh, do not know do not know what god is doing when he allows these things to happen and i don't want to pretend that i know because we have you know in the past few years we've had prophets and men of god who have come into the church and pretended to have answers for everything and i can say to you that only god has the answers to this i he has if he has the answers he has not given me the answers if he has given it to you then it is your responsibility to speak to the church and just say what the lord has said to you why these things are happening when he gave me this prophecy this point 5 especially i didn't know what to do with it i didn't know i didn't know how to process it but i said you know what i'm going to write it and i'm going to say it i'm going to speak it and then the lord himself because he does things in his own way he will find you know he will do his things you know in his own ways so i prayed i shared with i shared with the church about it and and i prayed i prayed on my part and i called the church to pray i do not know whether we prayed but we need to begin to pray even now we need to have um, to extend prayer time extend prayer hours create uh, if you can create groups for praying and praying for church leaders specifically church leaders whether they are mainstream churches whether it's anglican churches pentecostal churches charismatic churches whatever churches but i i hear the lord say they you know it's time for many of them it's time now some of them are not very old person they are maybe in their 50s or 60s so they are we are, don't consider them too old but then uh, the lord is saying it's time and others are older 70s and 80s and those ones uh, you know people can say all right yeah maybe their time was has come but then there are others uh, who are in their 50s and 60s and the lord is saying it's time but they are refusing that it's time so the prayer i am making right now is that the lord will speak to these men of god these leaders in the church you know just for god to reveal himself to them and speak to them and ask them to do whatever it is that he desires for them to do i'm going to give you a brief history some of them were very very influential people in the past all right they are still they still have some influence existing but they were very very influential in the past and god was using them but then in the course of time they moved away from uh, from the presence of the lord and they began to fulfill their own things to do their own things but doing their own things in the name of god now this is not the cause of the removal i do not know but uh, what i'm saying is that if we all return to the lord as a church and as a people then the lord will have mercy upon us and he will renew us and revive us again so i continue to say there will be death in the church i do not know how it will come and as i have said 
I, I wish I was not saying these words. I wish I was saying something else. I wish I was you know, giving a wonderful prophecy. But uh, this is what I've had. Horrifying death. Some will be put to the sword by their own. Others will die out of natural causes. And the church will get into a time of mourning. And as I record this today, we are, as a church, in a time of mourning. But also, let's review the points that I've spoken about and see what God is saying. A revival has been prophesied in regards to Kenya. Okay, this, when I was growing up in my, in my teenage and in my early 20s, I used to hear this, that someone came to Kenya and prophesied and said that Kenya will be a springboard of revival. Okay. That out of Kenya will come prophets. Out of Kenya will come apostles to the nations of the world. Out of Kenya will come evangelists, will come world-class pastors, or whatever it is. But there's going to be a revival in Kenya, and Kenya will be the springboard. Springboard means that the revival will spring from Kenya. Now, I can't remember who prophesied. Some, some people have said it's Maurice Cerullo. Others have said it's T.L. Osborne. I do not know, because I wasn't there anyway when they were prophesying, but I have heard the repetitions of the prophecy, of this prophecy. Kenya will be a springboard of revival. Kenya will be a springboard of revival, you know. And so the Lord is saying that the early signs of the Kenyan revival will start. The early signs of the Kenyan revival will start. That this was last year, 2020. So I'm just saying how it is. And I pray to God that the signs of this Kenyan revival will begin to manifest even now. I have no idea when you think about revival, I don't know what you're, what's coming to your mind, but many people think of revival in terms of closed pubs and, uh, and empty streets and empty prisons, people going to church, you know, and, and I agree, that's what we have seen in the past, in the historical revivals that that I have read about, those things happened. Okay, so I'm praying that if those things are to happen in Kenya, then it's okay. I wouldn't mind empty pubs in Kenya. I wouldn't mind empty prisons. You know, I wouldn't mind everyone to be saved and go to heaven. That would be amazing. But I'm praying that this revival will come according to the will of God and according to his plan. Okay, so then there will be a mighty visitation of God's presence for the remnants. A great shield for the righteous will be provided. When I talk about the remnants here, what I mean is that those people who are very few that have remained faithful and obedient to the Almighty God. There are very few, I have to add that, there are very few pastors in Kenya today who are walking a straight path with God. There are very few bishops. There are very few apostles. They are very, very, very few. And when I say few, I am talking about maybe um, out of a hundred of them, maybe two or three. That's what I'm talking about. Two percent, if I may use, uh, you know, that, that term. Two percent. And this is what, this is the Lord speaking, not me. I'm just communicating what he's saying. So there will be a mighty visitation of God's presence for the remnants, the two percent. In other words, 98% of pastors and bishops and apostles are no longer walking with God, are no longer walking in the line of God, and are no longer considered uh, leaders by God. Do they still have the anointing? Yes. 
So this is like a Saul, King Saul, David uh, uh, situation where Saul is rejected by God but continues to rule for another 20 years from the time of his, reje his rejection as God prepares uh, King David who will rule in righteousness. It's the same thing. Many have been rejected as leaders. Now, please understand, they have not been rejected as children. They have not been rejected as, as saved. Okay, They have been rejected as leaders and as authorities by the Almighty God. 98% of them have been rejected. Only 2% are still walking with God. And therefore, it's a David soul situation that we are in. They are still leaders because of the anointing. They are still anointed to lead but they have they have been rejected and the 20 years is coming to pass all right their 20 year mark just like Saul is coming now so and then a great shield for the righteous will be provided a great shield for these ones who are the remnants a great shield for the two percent who are remaining truthful and obedient and faithful and they are stewarding the work of god according to the will of God. The challenge that we are having today is that we have many, many leaders in the church who are only interested in building their own uh, empires. And, and you see, this is what the Lord says, from heaven I have come and I have seen, and I have seen what you have built, and I have seen that you have built for yourselves a mighty empire. But I am coming with a mighty visitation, and I will bring down your empires on your heads. I will destroy every foundation that you have set for yourselves. For you have walked away from my, my precepts and my will. Now that's the Lord saying that he's going to come down and just bring down the empires. I have nothing against big churches. Please understand, I have nothing against church growth. I am an advocate of church growth. I train churches on church growth uh, uh, strategies and methodologies. And, you know, it is, it is godly. What I'm saying is this, and what the Lord is saying is this, the motives of church growth matter more to God than the people who come or the empires we build. Let me repeat that. The motives of us building whatever we are building matters more to God than the actual building of these uh, churches or congregations or followership. Okay? So uh, these are things that I'm just talking about. I don't want to go into details uh, because there are so many things that I can say that I have seen and so many things that God has seen. There are Things that cannot even be men mentioned that are happening uh, among the leaders of the church. Not all of them, again, but very few, uh, you know, a few of them, uh, but those few are 98% of the church leadership has fallen short. Now, why am I saying this? I'm saying this because there is a way out. And this is why uh, the, this leads me to point number three there will be an increase in deception. Now, that's the other thing. That's the sign to see that 98% of the church has walked away from, from the precepts of God. There will be an increase in deception within the church. So the, the, the deception will increase because 98% are 
advocating for this deception. Now we have the self-glorification gospel, the self-wealth and health gospel that puts us ahead and, you know, and above God. That you walk to any church in Nairobi now, or you walk to 98% of churches in Nairobi and in Kenya, and you will find them preaching about prosperity, preaching about how to succeed, preaching about how to, you know, do all those, uh, get a nice car, go, you know, live in a nice neighborhood, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's only that it is a wrong priority. It is not the priority. God is the priority. Jesus Christ is the priority. So there's going to be an increase in deception within the church, but the Lord will shine his truth to those who will be willing to listen. There will also be unknown names that will speak God's truth as God speaks it. Now, this, this is a very interesting aspect because then it means that for someone, to, someone who is unknown to speak and God's truth comes out, it means that the Lord himself will provide a platform for these people, for these unknowns. Now, the truth is, I want to be part of the unknown. I don't want to be known. I don't desire to be famous or anything. I just want to do what God has called me to do. All right? And then there's going to be an exposure in regards to corruption in the church. So there's going to be an exposure in some ministries. Uh, ministries and some churches and some organizations will collapse at the weight of corruption scandals. So what we're going to see in the coming days is that we will have clergy, ministers taking other ministers into, you know, to court. Uh, people suing one another in, in court. And so we'll see pastors taking other pastors or congregants taking their pastors to court because of uh, scandals. Okay? because of scandals. Uh, and some will split, some of these ministries, huge, huge ministries, will split into small groups and others will fade with time from the limelight and others will be forgotten totally. They will be erased from people's memories. And so this is a wake-up call for the church and I pray that um, you will not stone me, but uh, it's always the messenger who receives the stoning, but I pray that you will honor the message more than you honor me as a messenger, but then that you respond to this word, you know, with the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. So what we're going to pray for is that we have to pray for the spirit of knowledge uh, to stand against the spirit of deception, and we also have to pray against blood in the church and plead the blood of Jesus Christ to speak um, to speak for us, to speak for us as church leaders and, and as the people who are responsible, ultimately responsible for the direction of the church and the direction of the nation. Uh, because I usually say, as a, as a church goes, so goes the nation. So there are so many things I can say. And how, you know, I can talk about the disrespect of the church and how why the church is getting so disrespected. I can also talk about the irrelevance of the church, how the church is increasingly becoming irrelevant in Kenya, you know, all those things. But at this moment, that doesn't really matter. What matters most is that we pray for the life of the men and women 
who are leading the church because the time has come or the time is coming and I see the angel of death has been released to do something that um, that we will look back in church in our history of the church and say at that time something was happening and maybe we knew about it maybe we didn't know having said that i want to pass my condolences to every every member of the church who has been affected by the death of their pastor and every family that has been affected and every family that belonged to a pastor who has passed on one of the encouragements that i always have is that we will meet them again sooner than later we will be with them with our brothers and our sisters in eternity all right and so they went before the presence of god in heaven because they believed in jesus christ and we will meet them and my desire is to be an encouragement that those who have already gone ahead of us will uh, we who have been left we will always look forward to having a reunion with them and having a reunion with Jesus Christ when our time comes. But going forward from today, it is my prayer that we will now begin to pray and create shields around our pastors so that and plead with God that he may come and, and you know, have mercy upon us and plead with him that the blood of Jesus Christ may be the blood that speaks to us and speaks for us and that the fires of God will surround us. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, brothers and sisters. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. If you have any comment, any clarification, or anything you would like to say, you can press and just leave a voice note for me. I'm going to listen to it, and I pray that it will be more encouraging than discouraging. Thank you, and the Lord bless you. I pray that the Lord will keep you, that the peace of God will be upon you, that even in this time as a church is going through a period of mourning, that the Lord will be our encouragement, that the Lord will be our shield, that the Lord will be our protection, and that he will hold back his hand for a time. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello friends, how are you? I hope that you've been well. So this is George again, I'm back uh, for the podcast. And today I want to um, revisit a prophecy that I gave some time back. I know that many of you have been listening to the prophecies that I have uh, been giving. Uh, so far I have posted two prophecies. The first one I talked about uh, was something that I had spoken about last year in, in the month of January last year in 2020 and I posted that you know, it runs for like an hour so I posted all of these prophecies together and then I think the day before yesterday I posted another prophecy in regards to the church of Kenya if you haven't listened to that please uh, go listen so that you can find a way of how we can join together in prayer, pray for the leaders of the church. Now, today I want to clarify, or not just a clarification, but also a, 
uh, you know, to revisit my 2020 prophecies as the Lord spoke to me, because in the course of time, these prophecies have been, uh, you know, they have been fulfilled. I spoke about 2020 and beyond, uh, 2020, 21, and 22, and I'm going to also talk a little bit about 2023 and 24, what, you know, the things that Kenya is to expect in the coming days. Now, these prophecies are specifically uh, at this moment uh, tailored for Kenya, but I'm going to, you know, do another podcast for the prophecy for Africa, where I will talk about the different nations of Africa and what they expect they should expect, but also how the churches in those nations should pray. So this particular word is specifically for uh, for Kenya, and I want to focus on this particular word. I want to focus on the economy of Kenya, and you know how the economy will turn out to be, how the economy is is like right now. So I'm gonna give you a brief history of my understanding. I, I don't have much understanding about the economy or politics or you know all these things. There are people who are learned to do those things. There are people who are learned to analyze economy and and talk about economy and fix economy i am not qualified for that in any case i don't like economy uh, you know i prefer uh, what we used to call humanities or social studies uh, that's things to do with leadership uh, history uh, you know social ethics and just different things so but i have to also talk about economy prophetically because it is affecting me and it is affecting many many people so in the early uh, in, you know in early 1960s which is 1963 Kenya receives high independence and the economy was doing good according to the times you know those times and we have Jomo Kenyatta who becomes president and rules uh, till 1978 when he dies in office and president Moy comes becomes the president in those days, the constitution talked about uh, being president for life, you know, till death. And so Moi takes over, you know, the continuation is there. He, he's going to become president till death. And then 92, we have all these changes, democracy, the democracy wave comes across Africa, many nations in Africa. And so the president uh, at that time, Daniel Moy, gives in to the pressure of democracy and calls for multi-party elections and repeals what was known then as section 2a of the constitution that allowed or, or prohibited multi-partism so he decides all right this thing has we have to do away with it and allow multi-partism so multi-partism comes at this time kenyan economy is going down so the first signs of the collapse of the kenyan economy came as a result of the Goldenberg scandal. So the Goldenberg scandal, if you want to know more about that, there's a lot of information in public domain, just go read about it. But then, so there's this whole scandal of money being taken taken away from the central bank into people's pockets. And Cyrus Jirongo, as you know him, was one of the youth leaders. He was Kanu young people, young, young tax, no, not young tax. Um, I've forgotten what they were called, but he was giving out money, dishing out money. It was a strategy a political strategy that worked well for them but then left the kenyan economy in cripples 
and the economy never grew, never recovered from that whole thing about elections. So fast forward, we come to 97, Moi is re-elected, come to 2002, and there's this wave, uh, you know, and President Kibaki comes uh, to power, and the first thing that President Kibaki does is to establish uh, what they called the Economic Recovery Committee, or, or National Economic Recovery Team. Now, uh, this is because Moi Kibaki inherited a, a, a failed economy, you know, just as we say, uh, it had just failed. It was, you know, the, it was working on negatives. And so Kibaki does whatever he does, and being an economist, he grows the economy of Kenya uh, to approximately 7% in his first term, and then we get into 2007, post-election violence, and our economy again goes down, and now we have the grand coalition government that comes in and we have a bloated government and from that moment the civil uh, the, the wage bill sorry the wage bill becomes huge such that over 50 percent uh, they say approximately 56 to 60 percent of of the government bill is on the wage bill and so we have this bloated government under kibaki and the grand coalition so the economy never recovers quite well but you know it works kidogo just a little and then we have 2013 elections president Uru kenyatta comes and begins his reign and, and you know his rule and it becomes so the economy begins to grow uh, you know and not really grow but just stagnates on a growth pattern if, if i may use that word for and this is what i mean if uh, when i say it stagnates on a growth pattern Uhuru Kenyatta comes and inherits an economy that is 4%. So in his time, the economy remains at 4%. It plateaus. So it doesn't go down. Um, it doesn't go below or it doesn't go up. And so we come to 2017 and things begin to happen. And now we are in 2021. And the economy of Kenya is not doing well. And the truth is, we are in trouble. Now, the prophetic word, that's just a brief history, you know, to try and see was a problem. But then, apart from now the economic education or economic stuff, we also have the prophetic word. In 2020, January 5th, again in church, I spoke, and I also spoke in a different forum, I spoke about the economy when I gave the prophecies of that year and the years to come. And I gave some points, and some of the points are the number one, the Kenyan economy as well as the world economy will be better for a time, and then it will take a dip. And what I meant was that the Kenyan economy between January and March would do well, and then it would take a dip. Now, at that time, I didn't know about coronavirus, and so coronavirus, you know, COVID-19 uh, is declared a pandemic across the world, and countries go and shut down and lock down and Kenya is among them and the economy you know, gets into hard times. But then this is a problem that we have. The economy has been hard on some people and it has been okay to some people. And I'm going to get to that. So now then I say this will be affected by many events that will also affect the whole world. At this time I was talking about uh, uh, the COVID-19 
Kenyan economy as well as the world economy. Because the truth is the world economy took a dive, took a dive at that moment because of the events that were happening across the world. Then number two, I said Kenyans will be angry. Many will revolt and riot. Right? Now, as I'm speaking right now on the 31st of March 2021, I want to say that the economy of Kenya is not coming is not becoming uh, is not coming back very soon we will be facing hardships in the coming days trouble uh, economic troubles economic distress and the sad thing is that it seems as if in my from where i'm seated as if the government of the day is doing nothing or very little to try and curb the economic tragedy or economic crisis that we are headed into. The economy of Kenya so far is benefiting very few people and is being, um, as, as many people are facing a lot of challenges and a lot of economic hardships, very few people are benefiting. So Kenyans will be angry and in the coming days what you will begin to see on the screens are if this situation is not handled, and I'm gonna give, I'm giving the prophetic word. If we, as a nation, if the government of Kenya does not uh, fix the economy, or if the economy is not fixed very fast, in the coming days we will see things and images we have not seen in our nation before. There are people today who think or who have. Uh, the, the idea that Kenyans will not go to the streets because of economy or because of how their pockets are. There are people who hold to the idea that Kenyans are weak or afraid. And that may be so, but the coming days will be very, very different days. We will begin to see anger, revolt and riot. And this will begin uh, from different sectors, from religious people to common people, to people who uh, the economy has affected. It will begin from, it will not begin from the top, it will begin from the bottom, from the people who are greatly affected by this thing. They will go to the streets and then they will begin to shout, they will begin to demand for better lives. And if you don't believe me, then uh, as a government then let this thing continue and we will see because people are getting angry so many will revolt remember I am not speaking now this is something I said in 2020 in the month of January but now it's coming and so I have to sound the alarm again and warn our, our nation that yes we are headed to tough economic times and, and uh, there are people who are not willing to allow the economy of Kenya to grow. In actual, in actual fact, one of the words that I heard was economic sabotage. I had the word sabotage, sabotage. So someone or some people are working very hard to sabotage uh, the growth so that that growth can be translated for, uh, to them. It can move to them, to their companies, to their businesses. You know, it's like their, it's like the story of King David. And I want to give this story um, 
this has just come so i don't even have my references but it's okay it's about uh, when king david took uriah's wife bathsheba and then killed uriah then the prophet comes nathan and begins to tell king david a story and nathan tells david a story about two people a rich man and a poor man those were farmers the rich man had many sheep and the poor man had only one sheep that he loved and cherished with his family so one day the the rich man receives guests uh, you know they come to visit him and instead of taking his sheep that were many and slaughter it for this for his guests he goes to the poor man takes away this little sheep that this poor man has the lamb takes it away from him forcefully and slaughters it for his uh for his um guests and the bible says that king david was so angry that he stood up and said this if this has happened in israel this man must die and then the prophet said you are that man and this is exactly the situation that i am trying to describe here from the prophet, prophetic word or prophetic vision that i had and this is what i'm saying there are rich people and there are poor people and these rich people have everything that they want and the poor people have little but the rich people are not willing to sacrifice what they have instead they are asking or demanding that the poor people sacrifice the little they have and that is the anger that is create that is being created right now and that is the anger that the lord will burn against this nation especially with the people who are behaving like king david behaved at that time or the rich man behaved in this story so there is a lot of economic there going to be a lot of economic distress it's already started right what i'm just doing today uh, in 2021 march is trying to now amplify what is already happening kenyans are already angry okay and they got angry last year I remember i haven't said this thing today it's been a year now one year towards one year and two months since i spoke this word and kenyans are getting angry and you know slowly and that's why people are turning to social media to address the president and and say mr president we are dying because the only appeal or the only person they can appeal to is the president but then i have words about the president and the and his uh, uh, what do we call these people the people around him okay and i'm going to come to that but not now but i'm going to come to that because there is a very very heavy political uh, prophecy that will come forth and a lot of uh, politicians will be swept away when that tide comes all right now kenyans are angry because of the of of economy now kenyans will be angry as i say many will revolt and riot resign resign i hear many say quit quit and some will quit and others will fall political uh, they will fall politically because of the economy i also said in the coming days have liquid cash because things will be tough and hard Now, when i say liquid cash i mean have money that you can spend immediately 
because things will be tough. People who have properties and people whose wealth is, is stored somewhere in terms of properties begin to discard the properties. They will be of no value in the coming days. In the coming days, these properties will be of no value. People will stop buying land. People will stop buying cars. People will begin to move from houses they rented to go to cheaper houses. And, you know, the process will continue for a time. This will continue if it is not fixed. That's, that's what I'm saying. I am saying there is a chance that if we fix this thing and we do what needs to be done, then things will go back to normal and the economy will begin to grow, you know, and things will be okay. But if the greedy people at the top of society, you know, continue in their greed and continue to do things that only favor them without considering the poor, then these problems will come. And when these problems come, then it will be too late for many people. So then, the other prophecy, maybe the last one I'm going to give right now, is that there will be many investment companies, insurance agencies, multinational corporations, and national corporations that will hit hard times. Okay? I saw many giants limping away, badly hit and wounded. This is what I said. Now, first of all, in, in March uh, 20, so not in March, in January 2020, this sounded like, uh, like a musical uh, musical instrument that is out of tune. It wasn't in January 2020, you know, things were working well in Kenya, economically at least. And, you know, people are hopeful and people had faith that things are working because things at that time were working. The Lord, then the Lord spoke to me and said, say these things and prepare my people for the coming days. And so I said them and I spoke these words. And what I'm saying now is that I am revisiting these prophecies because, the, you know, they are nigh or they are near. Uh, to the fulfillment. Things are beginning to happen. So we're going to see in the coming days, what we will see is that multinational corporations and companies will begin to vacate Kenya. They will begin to move away. They will begin to move their businesses out of Kenya. Again, if this is not fixed. Now, this is a thing. It, will, it's, it takes a lot of money you know, to move a multinational company or multinational corporation from one place and create another headquarter in another place. It takes a lot of money to do that. Okay? It will take several billions or maybe perhaps uh, hundreds of millions to move one company that is headquartered in Kenya to another country. Right? But then the boards of these companies and the leaders of these corporations will sit and look at the cost of moving plus the cost of operating in Kenya, and they will vote to the cost of moving. They will say it's better to invest one lump sum, one huge amount, and move, and then recover that amount in another country than stay in Kenya and spend so much in the coming days with a lot of uncertainty. So many companies will begin to move uh, to Ethiopia. Others will move to, 
probably Tanzania they are at this moment looking at their options and others will move to Rwanda and you see they don't want to go very far from this East African block because that's where they desire to be and Kenya has been a haven for them but then with the times we are coming into if the president of this nation Uhuru Kenyatta does not take action tangible action for economic uh, recovery of our nation then the nation will collapse and when the nation collapse a few people who have been gaining and and you know and benefiting from the economic crisis that we are at who think that their money will protect them will get the rudest shock of their lives to realize that everything they have done is for nothing so in other words what i'm saying to these people is stop the greed stop the greed stop the greed enough is enough you have stolen enough you have eaten enough you have done enough stop the greed you see the more you take in the more poisonous your greed will become and the more it will kill you and kill your children and kill your children's children so stop the greed begin to think about the people who have nothing because the heart of god is with those who have nothing to eat the heart of god is with those who are in in prayer those who are on the streets crying the tears of the poor have reached heaven that is what i am saying and heaven will respond and it will be kind to the poor stop the greed so we'll see multinational corporations moving and then the moment the discussions of these multinational companies uh, to move begin the the government will try to appeal to them by giving them leniency all right so the government will be lenient to them in terms of tax in terms of uh, oil uh, fuel and, and you know they they're going to get favorable opportunities to continue operating in Kenya while at the at the same time the people on the ground are weeping and crying and you know meeting hard times families will weep and cry so the economy of Kenya needs to be uh, restored and what i'm saying is this all is not lost all is not lost so i saw many giants limping away badly hit and wounded many giants many giant companies international companies moving away from Kenya and i saw uh, companies that are in Kenya you know going down now this is the other thing i saw there are these giants who have stood for for a time but then someone wants to cripple them someone wants to cripple these national companies national corporations so that this person can these people can replace these national corporations with their own corporations okay so i saw that happening also and i saw that um, greed driving some of these people and oh you know i know nothing as i said i know nothing about economy i don't know anything about uh, all these investments and you know being kicked out of ma- of the market i don't know anything 
I'm just saying what I heard and what I saw, right? And for some reason, when this big, uh, this people or this person tries to cripple national corporations so that he or she can place his or her companies in there, then the Lord will put a block like a wall that though they may try, though they may succeed in crippling one, uh, uh, crippling some of these companies, they will not succeed to build whatever they desire to build. Okay? Now, this is dependent upon the prayers of the saints. And I am praying that this shall not happen because if this happens, then Kenya will become a slave nation. A slave nation. Right? So, there's all this stuff that's happening. But then the Lord will put a wall. The Lord will raise a, a block that will block some of these people from trying to fulfill their own uh, selfish, sinful, greedy desires. Because Kenya has people who pray. So I'm calling, I'm saying, everyone who is a prayer person, you believe in prayer, it is time to get on your knees. It is time to begin to pray against the enemy and against what the devil has planned. Do not wait to the time when, you, when, when the nation is weeping and crying so that you can start praying. Begin to pray now. Begin to speak to the Lord now. Okay? And the Lord will act. The Lord will move. And the Lord will move among us. Right, so agricultural farms uh, will make some money. If you are in agriculture, keep uh, you know keep doing that. Go in that line, uh, and more people will begin to start seeking jobs out of Kenya. So what you're gonna see in the coming days is people going out of the country for greener pastures and hoping that the other part of the world is better than where they are. But this is what I heard. The economic uh, oppression, uh, depression, is something that will move across the world, but it will not affect the world as much because in Kenya, at this moment, economic depression is not a cause of world economic depression. The Kenyan economic depression at this moment is a man-made economic depression. Those are the words I heard. It is a man-made, and I remember in January of this year, I had something to do with sabotage, economic sabotage. Someone is trying to sabotage the economy so that they can benefit from the crisis that comes out of that sabotage. And now I am praying against you, and I am praying that the Lord himself will expose you, that the Lord himself will stop you, that the Lord himself will fight you, and defeat you in broad daylight in the name of Jesus Christ. But those who walk in the Lord will receive their provision because heaven's economy does not die. Heaven's economy is not dependent on the doings or the undoings of people. Okay? So those who walk in the Lord will receive their provision. The Lord will provide through ways and means for his people, those who will be faithful, those who will walk with him, the Lord will be with them. Remember again, 
these words I spoke in January of 2020. The last thing I said was that tourism will take a hit and will be low, right? Now, this is something that happened last year due to COVID-19 and it will again begin to happen even in the coming days. The tourism industry will take a hit and will be low. But again, as I say, I am praying and I urge you to pray that these things that I am saying don't have to come to pass in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray against every oppression and every plan that the devil has against this nation. It will not succeed and they will not prosper. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray and believe. Amen. God bless you.